1: Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And, of course, we'll continue to uh, monitor and break down uh, what we've seen uh, out of the summit between President Biden and President Putin. And, again, uh, a lot uh, was said about what was said And I'm not sure how close we got to getting to what we're going to do about what was said. And that will be the big test and the big question in terms of the success of the summit in the weeks and months ahead. One of the things that has been on our radar that we have been following closely and something that I've really been looking forward to talking to our next guest about. And that is we've we've talked in the past about this idea of benefits, a benefits cliff. Uh, we've talked about it in terms of those who are trying to work their way out of poverty and so on. And and uh, we're really excited today to have uh, Matt Whitinger joining us from our friends at AEI. Uh, Matt is a fellow there uh, at a- AEI. Uh, he studies poverty, safety net programs, welfare, unemployment, and so on. And I uh, wanted to get with uh, Matt first on some of the unemployment cliff that's coming and then uh, dive into a couple other things as well. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be with you. So let's, so let's break it down. You uh, have been focused on this idea of uh, we are heading towards a record benefits cliff. Why don't you just describe what that is for our listeners and then uh, what we expect to see uh, coming up here about Labor Day?
0: Sure. Well, the, the basic concept of a cliff is when benefits end. And as I think your listeners are probably well aware, we, are, we have been paying record amounts of all sorts of benefits, but especially unemployment benefits since the pandemic started. So the federal government came along and in what was called the CARES Act in March last year, said we are going to do things like pay at that time an extra $600 a week to everybody collecting unemployment benefits. We're going to extend the duration of those unemployment checks so if people exhaust their state benefits, they're going to get more weeks of federal benefit checks. And then we're going to create a whole new unemployment benefit program that's never existed before, for people that never qualified for unemployment benefits before and whose employers never paid in taxes into the system before. So basically, benefits expanded in all sorts of different ways. And even though the pandemic looks like it's winding down and you know vaccines are widely available and all that, these programs continue to operate. Um, in fact, the federal programs, unless the states make a change, and we can talk about that, um, the federal programs are going to continue to operate until basically the Saturday before Labor Day at which point they will all come to a screeching halt. And because so many people are continuing to receive these benefits, even though the economy seems to be picking up, at one time in basically one weekend, there'll be a record number of people who will stop receiving federal benefit checks.
1: Uh, And that will be a big big jolt to the system. Uh, You did mention that uh, some states have started to phase those out or ended those uh, prematurely. But even with that, This is this is going to be a record number of people that are going to have that abrupt cliff uh, at the end of, uh, I guess, just that Saturday before we get to Labor Day.
0: That's right. Um, What's going to happen between now and then is about half of the states, all of them led by Republican governors, have looked at these benefits, these federal benefits and said, you know what? We think this is actually impeding the recovery. Uh, Things like now paying people an extra three hundred dollars a week on top of their other unemployment benefits that in many cases, uh, especially in lower-wage uh, areas, lifts their benefits above what somebody would make from going back to work, so you know, creates a pretty clear uh, work disincentive and leaves people on the sidelines of the economy. Those governors are saying, you know what, we're going we're to stop this. So 25 states, including Utah, in a couple of weeks have said those federal benefits are going to end. But that leaves another 25 states, primarily blue states, where this cliff effect is going to happen, where, in effect, the federal program is just going to shut off. Um, and it's going to be because that's what the federal rules uh, dictate. And that has a really interesting story behind it, why those rules uh, are dictated that way.
1: Yeah. And, and so often, of course, you you want to have those uh, abrupt end to those big programs come at a significant time. Usually it's before Christmas, uh, because how can you possibly as a lawmaker, you know, be so cold and heartless as to have that cliff happen right before Christmas or the end of the year or Labor Day, whatever it may be, Uh But I want to extend this conversation just a little bit. Uh, The first time I was really became familiar with this idea of a benefits cliff uh, was actually listening to someone who had been on the street, had been on drugs, had been in and out of criminal justice, had lost home and spouse and custody of kids. uh, And this this guy got his act together, you know, started working his way, got some assistance, got into housing, got his children back, you know, was doing all the right things. Uh, and I remember he, he came in, he was so excited. His, his boss was giving him a raise and his caseworker says, you can't take it. You can't take it. You'll lose it all. You'll lose your kids, your house, the the whole thing. And it was because of this kind of cliff that here he was doing the right thing to get independent and self-reliant. Uh, and because the cliff was so harsh, uh, it it sort of re-emphasized to me this idea that that the government often will give you exactly what you need to stay exactly where you are. Uh, you've studied this uh, a lot, Matt, over the years, and uh, just give us some perspective: why why these benefit cliffs, and how do we how do we create more of a glide path out or a better path up uh, for people who uh, are on these kind of programs?
0: Sure. Well, so in fact, we're talking about two different kinds of cliffs. So the Labor Day cliff is when a program ends, right? So it's, it's a benefit's available one week. The next week, it's not available because policymakers said, you know what, we're going to have a hard cutoff of all benefits on this date instead of letting the people who are already on the program phase out over some number of weeks. So, you know, there's, there's policy decisions one way or another about that sort of cliff yeah. involving when a program is on or off. What you're describing is what are the eligibility rules for individual benefits? And if we're trying to target benefits to lower-income folks, that means, typically, that benefits phase out as incomes rise. Well, sometimes that's done in sort of a smooth way. Other times it's you know, kind of like a meat cleaver. It says, well, if you make a dollar more than $28,000 a year, right. you as a single mom will not receive childcare assistance anymore. That's, you know, that's an example of a a harsh sort of eligibility, you know, uh, and and sort of benefit amount cliff. And really where this gets really pernicious is when people receive a bunch of benefits. And in effect, you know, think about like a a federal benefit program may typically say, all right, for every additional dollar that you earn, you're going to lose 20 cents in this benefit. So it's sort of a graduated glide path off of the benefit, which is fine. And that's kind of economists think about it as a marginal tax rate of 20% in that case which doesn't seem like it's really bad but what if you collect three or four benefits with right. the same glide paths off and now the 20% taper or the 20% loss for every additional dollar you earn now becomes 80 cents out of the dollar that you earn and that doesn't count you know your time and a uniform and t- taxes and things like that so pretty soon you know especially for folks who need a bunch of benefits or on a bunch of benefits all of a sudden, it starts looking like because of these cliffs and the sort of just sort of general marginal tax rate dynamic of these programs, it's better not to work at all.
1: Right, and that's uh, and and to me that seems to be the unifying piece of of both of these the uh, uh, the cliff that we're talking about coming up at Labor Day for those who've been uh, claiming the unemployment benefit uh, and then this other item in terms of the uh, those who are collecting other welfare type uh, benefits and programs they ultimately all drive to this point of is it better. Uh, And is there incentive to work and to engage? Uh, I think this is such a critical conversation for us to have. But, uh, Matt, we appreciate you joining us uh, on air today. Great piece. Uh, Record benefits cliff is coming, uh, and we need to take a a good look at that. And, Matt, I want to have you back to have a a little deeper dive on some of these cliffs and some of these paths and some of these programs uh, that may have trapped a, a lot of Americans. But we appreciate you joining us today.
0: Happy to do it. Stay cool out there.
1: All right. Again, that's Matt uh, Whitinger from uh, AEI. Great insight there, as always, from those folks. So we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, what's in the name of a bill? Could it help us lower the temperature when it comes to political division? Stay with us on KSL News Radio.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.
1: Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up, they pointed their guns at me.